Good evening everyone, I'm Leon from SciTech and tonight I'll be your audio guide to the galaxy. This week we are in for a treat, because the International Space Station is going to be passing over Perth, not just once, but a few times over the next few nights. We've put the times and dates of those in the show notes. If you're planning to try and spot it, you need to be on time and you need to be quick. Before you head outside, make sure you grab some insect repellent, a torch, and a jumper if it's cold. Make sure you've got this episode downloaded, and once we get started, try and keep your phone screen off so your eyes can adjust to the dark. Ready? Let's go! The International Space Station, or ISS, is exactly what it sounds like. It's a science laboratory in space, where astronauts from lots of different countries go to do experiments and live for months at a time. It's currently the only place beyond Earth where people can live. It actually passes over our heads pretty much every day, but this can happen at all sorts of funny times, like really, really late at night or during the day when the sun is out. So really, we're interested in Passovers that happen at reasonable times and are nice and easy to see. The station will be zipping across the sky at 27,000 kilometers an hour. From down here on Earth, it will cross the entire sky in just a few minutes. It will look like it's moving faster than a bird and faster than a plane, and yes, faster than a speeding bullet. The International Space Station moves so quickly that if you put it on a racetrack against a speeding bullet, the station would cross the entire track and be on its way out of the stadium before the bullet had even traveled 10 meters. So that means if you're planning to try and spot it, you need to be on time and you need to be quick. If you're just a few minutes off, you could miss it completely. If you do miss it, don't worry, there will be a couple more chances to see the station fly overhead this week. If you miss those, NASA has a website which will help you figure out when the next pass will be at spotthestation.nasa.gov. There's a link in the show notes there as well. Now, of course, you won't be able to see any detail of the International Space Station. It will look just like a big, bright light in the sky. Something you don't really think about until someone tells you is that when it comes to spotting satellites in the sky, the reason we can see them at all is because they are reflecting sunlight. Satellites don't produce their own lights. Sunlight bounces off the spaceships and into our eyes. And as the ISS is moving across the sky in the early evening, remember, the sun has just set in the west. Although we can't see the sun here on the ground, 500 kilometers up where the ISS is, it is still in sunlight and that light reflecting off it is what allows us to see it. But as the station keeps moving, it eventually moves into the Earth's shadow and just like that, it's no longer reflecting sunlight and so it just disappears from the sky. It's still there, but it's just too faint for us to see. And so this is an interesting thing about seeing low Earth orbit satellites like the space station You can only really see them just after sunset or just before sunrise, where they are still within range of the sun and out of Earth's shadow. There are of course some lights on board the space station, so the astronauts can see what they're doing, but they're not bright enough for us to see down here. Speaking of astronauts, it's a busy couple of weeks on the space station right now, as the crew changes over from Expedition 64 to Expedition 65. 
Three new crew members launched to the station last week on a Russian Soyuz rocket, while three other crew members are scheduled to head home in a different Soyuz on the 18th. Then, on the 22nd of April, four new crew members will arrive on the SpaceX Crew-2 mission. And on the 1st of May, the four crew members from SpaceX Crew-1 will go home. Phew. It's like a big game of musical chairs in space. And in the middle of it all, for a few days, there will actually be 11 people on the space station at once. Not quite the record of 13, set in 2009, but still pretty cosy. The SpaceX missions are particularly exciting because this is only the third time ever that a commercial company has launched people into orbit and the second time that they've landed them safely. Every other astronaut in history has been launched as part of a national space agency like NASA in the USA or Roscosmos in Russia, but SpaceX is a private company that has developed their own spaceflight technology. This is particularly cool because the SpaceX Falcon 9 rockets can be landed and reused instead of falling into the ocean and being thrown away. Can you imagine if aeroplanes didn't have landing gear? You're going on holidays, you get to your destination, and the pilot says, right everybody, put your parachutes on, and then you all jump out while the plane crashes into the ground. Every time you wanted to fly somewhere, you would have to build a new plane. The fact that planes can land and be reused is what makes flying accessible. Well, the same goes with landing rockets. A landable rocket can be reused, and this makes it a lot cheaper to send people to space. So this messy game of musical chairs is actually the dawn of a whole new era for humans going to space. That's it for this episode of the Audio Guide to the Galaxy. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. And remember, knowing stuff makes you cool. <laughs>